God will get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God will get you for that, Walter. Is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God will get you for that, Walter. And he was getting quite a, quite a few people. He was getting it in this episode. Yes. He was yes. getting a lot of people this episode. Yes. Uh, the episode in question... Well, first of all... Who are we? My name is Tomcat. Is it? No. No. I'm Maud. <laughs> <coughs> and who am I? I have no idea. Who are you? I'm Tony Holmperm. You're Tony Holmperm. Yes. Welcome. Thank Bienvenue. you. Bienvenue. Thank you. Bienvenidos. Thank you. I, I, I'm honored to be here in my own home. <laughs> Oh, hell's bells. So, welcome. Today we are going over the episode, Arthur Moves In. This was season one, episode 17, aired originally on February 6th, 1973. Ah, yes. I remember it well. No, you don't. No, I don't. I thought not. (laughs) Uh, We only have one special guest, and that is Ernie, uh, played by Dick Wesson. The Milkman. The Milkman. Yes. Um, and his name is Ernie, and th- I think this was his only appearance in the show. Uh huh. And that's but he oh was, well, he was very pretty. He he didn't have Wessonality. <laughs> you know, before we recorded, uh, uh, I had a I had a brain fart. I did uh, where Tony made that statement saying Wessonality. I wonder if he has Wessonality. And I'm like Wessonality. <laughs> what in God's name are you talking about? And he goes Florence Henderson. Mm hmm. She did the the Wesson oil commercials. Wesson oil commercials, yes. You know, you have to have Wessonality. Have to have Wessonality. You are nothing without Wessonality. <laughs> I could just hear Florence Henderson saying that. Oh, my God. Because I remember those commercials years ago. Yes. That they used to re-air them in the 90s. I know. She would, like, dip something in, in the oil and eat it. And I was like, what the? Who does that? Who does that? Who does I it? mean, I nowadays know. it's a delicacy. You go to Italian restaurants, well, they have the fresh cut bread, and they but have. But that's oil. olive oil. It's olive oil with balsamic vinegar it's and some spices and things, and it's a crusty bread. I mean, she was dipping like Western oil. Yeah, Western <laughs> oil. That's that's tasteless. What was it? Wasn't there that there was the one joke in Golden Girls? Um, history. History teacher seeking non-smoking Oriental woman who yes, yes. bears a, what was it? A, a into Western oil the, and a striking resemblance to Florence, Florence Henderson. Henderson. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Seeking non-smoking. I said yeah. non-smoking, but yeah, just just remembering that it it, it took me on a mental it, journey. It all is coming back now. All is coming back. It all Thank you, back, Celine man. Dion. Yeah. So this was. Will your heart go on? No, oh, no, it won't. Oh. oh well, it won't. Oh well, I'll, I'll never, I'll never leave Jack. And then, okay. and then she did. <laughs> you know, I always say, if if the the role that um, Kate Winslet played was played by Kate Moss, there would have been enough room <laughs> on on that that little float. For Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, there was plenty of room for both of them to get on that board. I, I mean, you know, if, if only, it, you know, if, if only played by if Kate only, Moss. If only in... Whistling, <laughs> Leo Di, Leonardo Leo DiCaprio, DiCaprio would not have perished. He would have lived. He would have lived. He would have lived. Oh, well. Oh, merciful heavens. So this episode was nuts. Yes. This was like one of those um, sort of madcap. 
Madcap kind of episode. Yes. Very rompy, very yeah. campy. Yeah. Uh, very, very melodramatic. Yeah. Well, Maud. <laughs> so the episode starts with Maud furiously cleaning and, and cleaning and cooking in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Try saying that ten times fast. <laughs> cleaning and cooking in her kitchen. Crisp, crisp bacon. Crisp, crisp bacon. Oh, and and the she mantra was of one more day. And she was throwing away beer cans from the night prior. Yes. So we we come to find out um, that Arthur. His home had caught fire. His home. I don't think. Well, his we home found that because because Ernie the milkman, the, Ernie the milkman just walked in. in. Just walks in. And can you did, imagine? Did he that? knock on the door? I don't even know. I think he just walked right in. Maybe he just walked right in. That's that's so silly. I mean, that's I so silly. I can't imagine that because sometimes I'm naked in my kitchen, <laughs> and I don't know what I would do if the milkman walked in. You'd sleep with him, probably. <laughs> So Ernie the Milkman... In my younger days. In my younger single days, anyway, yes. Absolutely. Ernie just waltzes on in and is delivering delivering groceries. Prune yogurt. And two, and Lorna Doom. Yes. Well, because because Ernie is the delivery boy or the milkman. For the neighborhood. For the neighborhood. Yes. Um, he usually delivers to Arthur's house. Right. And because Arthur's house is under renovation because of the fire... Mm-hmm. Ernie, I mean, uh, Arthur is having his groceries delivered to... Uh, you know, again, one of those very interesting things where you... Nowadays, you wouldn't have to worry about calling all of your people and giving them whomever you're staying with's number. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a thing that you had to do years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were staying at somebody's house, you would say, I'm staying at XY address with XY and phone number. Right. And then you would forward all of your mail and all, all of your phone calls to that, that house and right. to that number. Right. Yes. That doesn't happen today. No. No. Because people just call you on your cell phone. Because people just call you on cell phone and then that's it. Yeah, the cell goes with you people wherever you do, are. People, there are a lot of people that I know personally who have just done away with landlines. Oh, yes. I know. Landlines do not exist they anymore. They don't exist for a lot of people. It's like bells are ringing for the modern age. Yes. And I have to ask, I have never seen prune yogurt in, in the dairy section. And what's more, I can't imagine eating Prune yogurt. <laughs> Must keep you mighty regular. Mighty regular. Mighty regular. Yes. Yes. Um, so and, and Arthur, was sh- he was showering and, and singing Gilbert and Sullivan. Off key. Off key. Yes. Uh, I think one of the... Uh, there were a couple of, like, uh, a stagey um, physical comedy gags. Like Maud trying to open the jar of jam. Jar of jam. And she's struggling, she's struggling, she's struggling, and then she goes, oh, let them worry about it. She slams the jar on the table, and, and then the lid, was the lid is off in her hands. Yes. She had to make sure the toast was medium. Toast was medium. Someone the finding out that Arthur is very... Picky. Picky. Very picky. How he wants everything. You know, just is an overarching thing to say here. Mm-hmm. Up until season two or three, Arthur is infuriating. Really? Like, just absolutely. Conrad Bain plays what a great douchebag. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually, hilariously enough and anecdotally, tangentially, we'll get to that episode in time, but he has a twin He had a twin brother. Oh, I don't remember that. Conrad had a twin brother that actually oh. played in an episode of Maud. Oh, okay. But we'll get to that later. Oh, interesting. Overall... Arthur plays a very convincing pain in the neck. Yes. Um, he plays a very convincing 
dickhead. Very much so. Yes. Very much so. So now, now Walter comes in just and in his towel. Just in a towel. And, and as we've said, well, uh, uh, Walter's very comfortable being in the bathroom. Bill Macy of, was very comfortable because he had done O Calcutta, which ran for, you know, many, many years. Many years on Broadway. Off Broadway. Broadway. And off Broadway. On and off Broadway. Um, and he was part of the original mm-hmm. cast, and they were all naked. So he had no. He was very comfortable. Issues. He was very comfortable. In his own skin. So like we've said in previous episodes, like people, members of the Academy for television for the Emmys. Yes. They were, they, there was one point in time when Bill Macy was at an award ceremony and took his pants off. Mm-hmm. Just was buck naked from the waist down. Lovely. And uh, the Academy basically said, we are never giving that Maud show an Emmy because of what he mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And she won one anyway. Yeah, she did. Oh my Lord. I'm going to have to. Gonna have to auto tune that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry. So sorry if your ears were blown out. So uh, Walter is he's drinking his orange juice and, and Maud remarks that he he looks like Mark Spitz. Now, Mark Spitz. You know who Mark Spitz is? Yeah, he's the he was um, an, a, a he's an Olympic medalist swim, swim sure. swimmer. Yes, and back in back in the early seventies. Who's the swimmer? Now? Who's the swimmer these days that people are like oh. comparing him to Mark Spitz? Oh, what Tim, was his name? Tim. Daly? No, no, that that's I, I know that's the diver. Tim Daly's a diver. Oh, 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 I know. You who know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, I can't remember his name. You know, with technology right at our fingertips, yeah. you would think that we would be smart enough to look this stuff look up. Look this stuff up, but we're lazy. We're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're lazy, so, and that's you just know, how it you works. know, it's the guy in the pool with all the metal, with all the shoulders, all yeah, those shoulders, and then the speedo. You know, that guy. Him. So him. Yes. Um, so Walter, he can't take a shower because how many medals did Mark Spitz win? He won a lot. I remember like a, a six photo. or seven. I remember a photo a, where he had like he had all the medals across his chest. Yes, you know, because that was what you did. Yeah. So um, Walter can't shower because Arthur's in their bathroom. Yep. So um, they were they were playing cribbage. They're playing group late that night. Um, and you know, we find out that Arthur has been staying with them for just three days, right? And in three days, he has caused havoc, so much chaos, and so much havoc in Maud's life. Yes. Um, and you can tell Maud has had it. Maud is beast to to put it as plainly as possible. Okay. And well, now Walter's complaining because Arthur has used up all the hot, all the water, hot water, so he can't take a shower. And the utility shower, which you know, Lord is like, why can't he? Why can't Arthur use the utility? Use shower? the utility shower. What is a utility shower? I I think it would be just it would be like um just a little square kind of a kind of a thing with yeah. just like a it's not like a bathtub with the shower. It's just a shower head. It's, yeah, just it's a shower sort of head. you would see it like a pool, like a, a community pool. Yes. And like before you go in the pool, you would right. like drench yourself with the water. Yeah, a lot of the, yeah, like a lot of commu- communal yeah. pools. They want you to rinse off before you actually right. go in the pool, which is why I don't like community pools. I feel like you're in a vat of human you're, soup. You're in a Petri dish, yes. for goodness sake. I know. I know. So. So, Walter goes... But before he goes, um, Maud gives a great, great zinger. While you go and do that, no, what? It, oh God, what did she say? I know that the punchline was, you stay down here like a good boy and poison his car. Yes, yes. 
And I think Maud was, I, I guess, going to get... Maud was going to do some such fiddle-faddling rod, and that was what cued, yes. cued the punchline. Yes. So Carol comes downstairs and, you know, jokes with Walter, oh, it's Mark Spitz. Yes, yes. And I think Walter, I think, exits at that point. Yes. And then uh, Maud and Carol have a conversation about poached eggs. Yes, because Arthur's poached eggs have to be made. I tell you, so I was exhausted. I, I have every time I watch that scene, I'm exhausted. Yes. after that recipe, yes, it's it's poached egg. Yes, and I think one said something about making them in the little ceramic cups. That she used to make them in the little ceramic little cups. Ceramic cups. Well, Arthur doesn't like Arthur them that doesn't way. like that. Arthur likes his poached eggs being uh, stirred. The water must be brought up to a furious boil and stirred very gingerly with a wooden, wooden spoon. spoon. Now, it must be wooden, so not to give a metallic taste to the egg. To the egg, yes. And I think she said something to the water. Yeah, yes, yes. You have to you have to slide the egg into the, into eye, the eye of, of the, the whirlpool. By the way, do you like poached eggs? I don't mind poached eggs. I'm not, like, I'm not crazy about them. I'm, I mean, they have to, I have to be in the mood for them. Yeah. Like I'll take a fried egg. Oh, absolutely! I'll yeah, take. A, absolutely. I will take a fried, side of fried egg. Absolutely, hard boiled, soft boiled. But but of all the ways to eat eggs, poached would be my least favorite. I mean, because you never know if it's going to be fully cooked or not. Yeah, yeah. and they, they you know they're quite tasteless. Okay. Which is, I guess, why they use them in you know eggs Benedict and dump a vat of uh, holiday eggs. sauce. A vat of sauce made out of eggs on, on top, top of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. I've had eggs Benedict once. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, it's it's there. Yeah. It's You're, like, I don't necessarily want to know what my cholesterol would be after having that almost every day for a week. Yeah, really. Really. Um, um, so the poached egg And is, I know there was a remark about Ju- uh, something about Julia, Julia Child. Child. Yeah. I think she said it's enough to make Julia Child lose her ladle. Lose her ladle. <laughs> Did you ever watch Julia Child? Of course I have. Oh, you have? I adore Julia Child. I have been told I should impersonate Julia Child. You would do a oh, you would do a great Julia Child. Oh my god. That would I would oh I'd love to see. Welcome that. to the friendship. My name is Julia Child. Bon You're like yes. Dan Aykroyd. Yes. <laughs> Chopping my the finger off on the blood <laughs> That is classic television. That is that is really is oh, classic television. And she, and she passes out from the blood loss. Yep. Uh, but I'd, yes. have, I'd have fun as Julia Child. Oh my would God, not, yes. I would not know what the heck I would do, but it would just be it would be too. Fun. You have to watch. Well, you can you can watch like I I use stuff, um, stuff. We use Tubi TV in this house, and on Tubi TV, I think you can watch mm-hmm. the old uh, French mm-hmm. cooking with mm-hmm. uh, Julia Child. Yeah. Yes. I, I think so. I actually have them on. DVD. I did have them on DVD somewhere. Wow, you are gay. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so gay. Oh, ultra, ultra gay. But I mean, she was something fabulous. Yes. She was tall. Yes, very tall. She was a very strikingly very tall, tall woman. woman. Yes. Yeah. I too am a strikingly tall woman. Yes. True. Um, so, right, so Florida, Florida, Florida enters, but before in. she enters, she opens the door crack. Yeah. And she goes, hello, is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. And Maud says, yes. And she says, bye. bye. <laughs> uh. And I honestly, I feel so sorry for Florida. Mm. Because she had to literally, so Florida enters. Mm-hmm. And um, she we, obviously is over Arthur being there. Arthur being in the house. Because he's using everybody. Every, uh, Everybody. Except, you really didn't seem to bother Carol. 
He knew better. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that Florida has been taking care of his laundry. Yeah, she have, took stuff home. She took stuff home to do it because she she didn't have enough time to do everything. She to had to do, do everything else. She had to do house, house and do Arthur's. I think she was doing. She had to iron the shirts. Iron his shirts. Have his jockey shorts stay puffed. Stay puffed. Whatever that is. And um, she darned the socks. And darned the socks. And, you know, Maud is... Maud was furious. Maud is pissed. Yeah. Like, Florida is... Is is my servant. Maud's a no. very... Obviously, Maud is a very territorial person. Yes. But she also knows that, like, Florida can only do so much work right. in a day. Yeah. And to also have Arthur, whom Maud does not exactly have the highest mm. of opinions of, mm. taking advantage of her maid, it's... Annoying and mm-hmm. very, it's very, very frustrating. Yes, very. Oh, so Arthur finally comes down and he's singing uh, the, the Buttercup Gilbert song. Gilbert and Sullivan's here, little here, here, Buttercup. Yes, but still, I am Buttercup. Carol, get me a shovel. I'm going to plant little Buttercup. That <laughs> <laughs> still tickled me. Oh, tickled and uh, me. I think he he has the paper which he's practically shredded, and you yeah. know, and I think Walter has come. In he said, point. Uh, uh, yeah, Walter's like, how mm-hmm. am I supposed to read the paper like this? And Arthur says, oh, I, I have it all programmed yeah. to memory. Yeah. He says, the, what liberals, do you know? the liberals are fighting mm-hmm. um, as some, oh, God, something happened with sports. Mm. And some famous actor, actress person was assaulted by it, just something very of the yeah. time, of yeah. the day. Exactly. Humor, humor of the day, we'll call it. Yes. That and we have no idea what happened. Now, and now, Maud was, uh, she was poaching the eggs. Yes. And, but uh, they were joking about oh, elephants don't elephants. ride bicycles. Yeah, it's a joke Because about Ca- when Carol left, she says, I'm going to go take my bike to, yes. to go to work. Yes. And, the, and that's, what the cued, that's what cued Laurel and Hardy to yes. start laughing about. Yes. About the bicycles. Because elephants don't ride bicycles. And right. that's, and that's, it was, that's it was an important joke that they, they had heard. And, of course, they started laughing, laughing about it. And uh, Maud wants to, you know, Maud is like, she wants to be in on the joke. Of course she's, she does, because Maud... Like, what's so funny? Maud likes to be included. Yes. Maud enjoys being included. Yes. Yes. And now this is also where uh, we get to, when she uh, made the, the uh, Arthur's poached egg, Arthur has an issue. Arthur gets up and says, oh, 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 And Maud counters saying, what? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 um, he goes, I don't want you to get, I don't want you to think I'm finickety, but Too if late. you do left to right whirlpools instead of right to left whirlpools, yes. it, get, it collects the eggs much better. It collects the white and of the egg much better. Yes. Just, yes. Just I, the stir counterclockwise. I mean, like Maud said, I would dump him in the aisle of the whirlpool. Yes, right. <laughs> um, so Arthur says, why don't you give that poached egg to Walter? Mm. So Maud quips. Mm-hmm. As she so often does, saying, Walter, make up for my shortcomings and eat it right to left instead of left to and eat it right to left. Yes. Or eat it counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. I would be like, not for nothing, I would be annoyed if, oh, God, if yeah. a guest that I invited into my house was so aggravating. That's an understatement. Yeah. Like if if ever a guest that I invite into my home was as big a pest and as big a pain in the neck 
as Arthur, I wouldn't be friends with them. No. Couldn't. I just wouldn't be friends with yeah, them. Yeah, no. But I mean, that's what you end up finding out with when, whether you're in a friendship or a relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to live with your partner in order to know if you're going to be compatible enough to marry your partner mm-hmm. and stay with your partner. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. So the episode doth continue. Uh, and, and Arthur ends up not even eating the egg. He tells Maud he's going he's gonna to get breakfast He's just going to go to breakfast downtown. downtown. Oh, and I think that's when the phone rang. It's before the... I want you to say Maud's line so badly. Which line? Arthur, the next time you want eggs a certain way, I'm going to give you an egg a certain way. <laughs> and, you know, I get it. She's reached a breaking point. Oh, yeah. But the phone does ring, and it turns out to be a Mrs. Mrs. Martell... Because Maud was going to eat the Maud was getting egg. ready to eat the poached egg. That Arthur, that she had made counterclockwise, that Arthur now did, that Arthur not, now did want. not want. And Arthur is talking about um, the finger draining and the nail falling. Call him, call him when the nail falls off. And Maud is like getting queasy hearing this and, and looking at a poached yeah, egg. Maud, Maud was squeamish about it's it. It's like, ugh. Maud was squeamish about the conversation. And she's still, she's still reciting her mantra of one more day. One, one more day. day. It's important to know that we're saying one more day. One more day. That reminded me of, uh, um, what was that movie? Better Off Dead? The Little Paper Boy? Two dollars. Where's my two dollars? <laughs> you remember that? Yes! <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. So uh, yes. So, after the one more day, we cut to... The phone rang again. The phone rang again, and it was um, and the Arthur contractor. picked it up in the living room. Arthur picked it up in the living room. It, and was, it was Harvey. Harvey, the contractor for... And, and, and at first he said, oh, there's complications. So, you're assuming... And Walter was there, and we're all assuming it's about a patient. It's about a patient. Uh, it's complications, possibly a patient has died. But that's not the case. No, unfortunately, it is not the case. Because Arthur's home is so old, there are some things that are very difficult to replace and fix. So, the contractors are going to have to take another two weeks to get the renovation Mm. finished. Mm -hmm. Um, And Walter, being great, actually no, Arthur being gracious for once, says, let me go stay Stay at a hotel. hotel. Right. And Walter being the friend that he is says, no, absolutely not, you could stay here with us. And you know they have a, they have a little bit of a friendly back and forth. Mm. It's like, are you sure that like right. nobody's going to be too annoyed with me staying mm. here? Mm. Um, and you know they go back, they go back for they go back and forth. And then as they're leaving, um, because it's agreed that Arthur's going to stay in the house. Yes. While Arthur's putting on his suit jacket to leave, Walter notices a toy a gun, a toy machine gun, a toy machine gun in the yes. top of the closet. Yes, and uh, you know Arthur had gotten it as a gift for, for Philip. Philip. Arthur had gotten it as a gift for Philip, and our, uh, our, uh, Walter tells Arthur, "You can't Carol give that. hates guns, and, and so does Maud. So He's like, you can't give uh, Philip, you know, a toy gun." Yeah. And then they start like joking around. Except Arthur said something to the effect of, "It's just they're wrong." Yeah. And I like uh, again. Mm-hmm. We're still having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Oh my goodness gracious. But he does this sort of piss poor Edward G. Robinson impersonation right. and right. starts firing the gun off. Yes, he 
to yeah. which can I do to you what you guys, what you guys did, did to me? My yeah, some of that effect. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you just the same way you gave it to me. And his sister. His sister. And just starts rattling off the gun, and then that's when Maud Maud hears that, and she flips out. Completely and totally flips out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in that instance, while it may have been a little overacted, I would still understand completely and totally why Maud would freak out the way that she did. Yes. Yeah. Um, Were you allowed to have... Toy guns as a kid. We were allowed to have like water pistols. Mm. Um, we were never allowed to have guns that were like BB guns. We were never allowed to have BB guns. We were never allowed to have any type of like weaponry that was able to hurt or harm somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, except maybe in like a toddler sort of way, like little plastic pellet guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other type of weaponry that we like would have lying around the house. I used to. So when I was a little tyke, mm-hmm. uh, Batman Returns was like the big thing in the 90s. And, you know, being an impressionable young queer youth, yes. I saw Catwoman and I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at this. Yes. Um, I, I think Michelle Pfeiffer in that cat suit had, had, a, had, a, lot, had, had a great effect on a lot on of, of impressionable gay a youth. Lot of, a lot of I think so, gay yes. Youth. Um... And I remember when we were in, when me and my family were going, I think, the Rainforest Cafe or some type of, like... Oh, I remember that place. And they had, like, a little gift shop where you'd be able to, like, buy certain things Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I remember my mother buying me and my brother these rubber um, snakes Mm -hmm. that were, like, long and sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. rubbery and whatnot. And that used to be my whip. Oh! It used to be my whip. A whip at such an, such oh, an impressionable oh. age. <laughs> I actually, do, when, as I got older, like, I kept on asking my parents, like, I just want a bullwhip. I just want a bullwhip. I just want a bullwhip. I'm, I'm imagining you as, as a child a- asking for, like, a kitty, like, sling and a, a kitty, like... <laughs> Never any of that. I will say this, though. A, a kitty, like, handcuffs. Again, <laughs> anecdotally... Um, when I was younger, because of course my feet were smaller, I was able to fit in my mother's shoes. (laughs) And I would wear her, like, black leather ankle boots, and would walk around the house saying, life's a bitch, now so am I. Ah! You would think that these would have been clothes. Clues. (laughs) Clues. The seeds seeds were definitely planted. And definitely took root and sprouted. I uh, <laughs> sometimes one cannot see the forest for the trees. <laughs> but I mean, when I was younger, these were the characters that sort of resonated with Catwoman, mm. Ursula, the Wicked Witch of the West, Maleficent, the Evil Queen. These were all characters Whoa. that I was like watching, and I'm like, I want to be like them. And then I started cosplaying in drag, and that's exactly who I am. I know. Well, well, as, as, as gay youth, I don't know. Either you're you're either one way or the other. Either you're you're, you're definitely like Disney princess, or or you want to be the villain. Or you want to be the villainous. I, I always lean more towards the villainous myself. Thank God, because if you were a princess, I wouldn't the, be able the to. The princesses answer. were so boring. They were. They really were boring. The, the villainesses. I mean, oh I mean, you know, I to, you know. I want to. Who are some of your drag inspirations? Um, well, definitely, like, the Wicked Witch of the West. Wicked Witch of the West. I was, I was like, oh, she was, she was cool. 
She was green. She had these flying monkeys. She had that gorgeous pointed hat. I know. I was. I was like, you know. And plus, you know, I hated. I hated to bathe when I was a kid, and she didn't like water. So I was always, you know, I figured we had that hey, in common. Hey, you have that in common with a lot of celebrities, actually. I know, Some celebrities yes, these days also don't, don't like, like bathing. They don't like bathing. <laughs> I know. I was a dirty child. Oh, merciful heavens. Child. I'm not anymore. Now I'm I used quite... to, I, uh, when I was younger, I took very long showers. What did you do? Oh, I would take 20, yeah, 30 minutes surprised. in the shower. Mm. I like, I like and what, being... what scenarios were being played out in the, in the shower, I'm sure? Usually it was just because I like being warm in the shower. Oh, okay. Had nothing to do with any type of like uh, any any. I would never like. If, I would never do. I don't know what you're trying to imply, but I would never. No, do I'm that. just thinking. I'm yeah. just saying. As 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 a kid, I can imagine you. You're like in the in the shower, and like and like we're going through the rainforest now. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the water is beating down on us, and we must find the lost tomb. And, oh my god! You know, no, never, no. never did any sort of role playing in the shower. Oh, okay, not until I was much older, and that was a very different kind of role playing. Much so. <laughs> Much so. Okay then. Hi, welcome oh, back. How, welcome get there. Welcome back, friends. Oh my lord. Well, you know that's what gun. Now I feel, I feel like I need a shower now. That's what gun violence leads to. It I leads know. to having impure thoughts in the impure shower. Thoughts in the shower. <laughs> Who would have guessed? This is why we must get rid of the toy guns. This is why we must get we must, we must. get rid of the toy guns. <laughs> so Maud comes in. She's frantic. She's saying, "How? How dare you bring this toy gun into my home?" Mm-hmm. And Arthur backtracks and says, "Oh, I." Was, I bought it for my grandson. I'm right. giving it to him tomorrow. Yes. Um, and Maud says, well, just make sure that Philip doesn't see it. Right. right. Because obviously if Philip saw a toy gun, he would obviously want it. He would want it, yeah. For himself. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's when uh, we Maud, find out, Maud finds out that Arthur's going to be there for two, two more weeks. weeks. Yeah, well... When that's what cues Arthur to leave. So Arthur exits, and again, Maud's frantic, like, one more day. I cannot, like, I'm clinging to that, like, a drowning like, I just woman, have to Walter. hold on. I just have to hold on for one more, one more day. day. Um, and, and Walter then announces... Have you ever had that happen? What? Where you were expecting, like, something that you had to endure? Like, you, you, it was it was only, like, you know, a, a certain amount of time that was left, and you, you told yourself, like, I know I, I can hold on, I can hold on. And then you find out it's going to be even longer. Although you know what? Maybe More we've actually been out. living. Actually, maybe we've been living, living that. that. I was going to say we've been living that. Maybe we've actually all been living a, that. If you want to laugh? Again, <coughs> anecdotally, I just saw an article that says um, new statistics are showing that you can you can have for frig's sake, Tom. Oh, hell. New statistics suggest the chances of a breakthrough infection if you are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So you can still have a breakthrough infection despite being fully vaccinated. And it's yeah. like, we learned nothing. Yeah. And the government, we're not going to have a show. We're not going to, like, lockdown again. No. It's just, just going to become part of, part of, it's going to become part of the United States. It, I think, um, I think the world has changed. Mm. And COVID is not going away. Nope. And it's... But my thing is, if the, if the United Kingdom can, can have another lockdown, if Italy can have another lockdown, if Australia can have another lockdown, if other countries in Europe can have another lockdown, why can't we? 
Because we have um, a lot of entitled Americans who, you know, they uh, they feel their rights are... A lot of Arthurs. A lot of Arthurs. A lot of Arthurs. Arthurs. They feel their rights are being <laughs> infringed on. Infringed on and, uh, you know. And um, uh, I've, I've been seeing a lot of, like, those uh, funny videos. Well, not really funny. Um, uh, those videos, like, on Facebook, mm-hmm. like, um, some... You know, crazed person, they won't wear a mask on a plane, and they're having to, like, you know, uh, you know, drag them out of, out of the plane, and I, I'm just like, enough, you know? Enough. Yeah. So, the episode continues. It continues. Maud Finley being lost at sea. Um, and after that... Walter says, oh, I'm not going to be home tonight because Walter and I are going to, what, the fights? Ar- oh, no. Arthur. No, they even have tickets that, to the Lumberjack show. Even before that. Ar- before that. Even before that, Walter was like, I have been trying to keep Arthur out of your yes, hair. Yes, yes. I've been trying to make sure that, like, you two haven't been, like, in each other's company for too right. long. Because, right. obviously, when Arthur and Maud are in... It's oil and water. Very much oil and water. Like, they just cannot yes. agree on anything. They cannot... Act amicably right. with each other, which mm-hmm. again, kind of, kind of familiar to what we're all going through right now as individuals. Sure. Um, so Walter is going out tonight with again with Arthur. With Arthur. And I, if you are with your partner and you have not made whoopee mm. since the friend came to stay, how would you react? Um. Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably be getting a little edgy. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I also would be a little... Um, mm-hmm. I'd be a little angry. Mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be a little perturbed where it's just mm-hmm. like... I mean, number one... When are we going to be intimate with each other? Because right. every night Walter has just been trying to... Hang out with Arthur and he's Arthur and keep Arthur, locked, keep Arthur locked away from Maud, which Maud. I get it. But at the same time, like, have respect for your partner, you know. And uh, and Maud is feeling neglected. Incredibly so. Very neglected. Um. So she goes, did you ever think about asking me? Did you? Did you ever think about asking me? Right. To which, Ar- to which Walter quipped, okay, Maud, can I go up with Arthur tonight? Yes. <laughs> and after a long pause and a long... We get the infamous, God'll get you for that, Walter. Mm-hmm, that we do. That's the first one. That is the first one. Yes. Um, so Walter is basically explaining, like, we're going to, no, uh, we're going to see, uh, I think it was like a lumber show? Or yeah, lumberjack show. There's lumberjack the rail show. splitting. Rail splitting and, and, and log rolling. Yeah. And, you know. And Maud's like, how dare you? I I love log rolling. It's yeah. my favorite activity in the world, mm-hmm. second only to log rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a rail splitting log rolling. Yes, that was, I said log rolling twice. Yes. Um. Oh, before I before we even continue, I actually have a statement to make about a previous episode. Um, Planned Parenthood actually put out a statement recently mm-hmm. saying that vasectomies are not reversible. They're not. They're not. I thought they were. They're permanent. But, I, I'm definitely going to double check my sources, but Planned Parenthood put out a statement about that. Men have had them reversed. I guess there must be a different procedure. May, well, maybe there's certain, maybe there's different kinds of vasectomies. I suppose maybe there's maybe there's, there maybe there's some that are more permanent than more others. Permanent than others. Because but yeah, I, 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 I remember, remember 
I've always heard about them being reversed. That's what I that's what I thought too. And then I saw a friend of mine post something from the Planned Parenthood website, and I'm uh-huh. like, let me just double check this. And sure enough, it was on the Planned Parenthood website. Hmm. So hmm. anecdotal. I figured yeah. I, w- I figured I would make the statement. Okay. And now we move on. Yes. All right. So after uh, Walter tries to explain that mm-hmm. Maud would not be interested. Right. Which she wouldn't. Which she wouldn't be, obviously. Wouldn't. It would be the, it would honestly be the same thing as the convention. Like, <clears throat> why don't you invite me places? Oh, exactly. but I didn't, want, I didn't want to go anyway. Right. Maud, as a matter of fact, Maud turns to him and says, the only, this one of the singular gifts I've ever seen from Maud, where she turns to Walter and goes, tacky excuses. Tacky excuses, Maud. yes. Feeble, tacky excuses. <clears throat> Um, and that's the only gift that I've ever seen from Maud outside of the um, yes. opening sequence. Yep. Uh, so Maud ends up kicking Walter out, says, go, go and do. Mm-hmm. And then while you're out there, you can go and go to uh, some type of show mm-hmm. where Miss Lily can put you into orbit with her dancing vibrators. Her dancing vibrators, yes. I, I wrote down dancing vibrators, but then I couldn't remember why. She bit, that's what she <coughs> said. Miss Lily will put yeah, you into order. I've I've never been to a show where a burlesque dancer used dancing, dancing vibrators. Yeah, no. Well, well, I don't know. I guess we're not going to the right shows. I guess we're not going to the right shows. So, I mean, a drag a drag show where Miss Lily could put her dancing put put people mm-hmm. into order with a dancing. Vibrator. I would. I could. I could definitely see that being a thing. Sure. I don't see why not. So, Walter leaves, he's a little a little bereft, mm. and then Carol comes downstairs, <clears throat> and she's like, well, what was like, what was the argument all about? Because mm-hmm. Carol does live in that house, and she right. hears pretty much everything that goes on. How could you not? I Honestly? My God. A house I would not want to live in, just based on the screaming. I know, right? Um, and Maud turns to Carol and goes, after, th- after how many years? After all these years. Yeah, after all these years. I have finally found the perfect, perfect marriage. marriage. And she breaks down saying, Walter, Walter and Arthur! The perfect marriage, yes. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, on the one hand, how nice would it be to have a friend that you'd be able to like go out and do all of those things with? But mm-hmm. on the other hand, like try and balance between good friends and relationships. Yeah. <sighs> So, that's where we, we end that's scene. scene one, Finny. <clears throat> we now come to the... We come back after a commercial break, and Maud is in bed reading a book, and she's trying very hard to stay away. It was How to Play Cribbage, I think. It was the book How to Play Cribbage, even yes. though at first she called it pornography. Yes. So she yes. slaps herself. Yeah, because she's fallen as, she's she's fallen fallen asleep. She's and trying just, to stay away. The faces that she was making. Yes. <laughs> Um, so she's, she slaps herself awake and she goes, why am I hitting myself? Why am I talking to myself? Because yeah, Walter's not home. Because Walter's not home yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says, let me try and see if I can keep myself awake. And she turns on her radio set and on the program. No, it was the TV. It was the TV? Yeah, it was, they were announcing the guest for Johnny Carson. That's who it was. Johnny Carson. Why did I think Mike Douglas? I don't know. No, it was Johnny Carson. So for Johnny Carson, it was Alan Lund, uh, and Betty, Betty White. White. Funny, which was it's, it's funny. Too hysterical. That, yeah. Um, and I think two other people. And then Maud clicks the television off and says, I'd rather hit myself. Yes. Which, comical because Betty White ends up becoming her co-star later in life. Yes. And 
I want to point out, because Betty White, I think, has mentioned one or two other times in the show, there was never a feud right. between Betty and B. Right. They just came from two very different schools of acting. Mm-hmm. And B was also an incredibly sensitive individual. Mm-hmm. She did not like being the butt of jokes. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, because Dorothy is constantly the, the butt, butt of, of the, the joke. joke. Yeah. Um, but when people, when people, when I remember seeing Joy Behar and Betty White talking about it and Betty was like, B was not a fan of me. And it stands to reason because Betty would always play with the audience. She would Mm -hmm. always break the fourth wall. She would Mm -hmm. break character. And B came from the stage where if you break character, it better be on purpose. Like there better be a reason behind it. Because in the theater, you're not supposed to break character. Right. And in television, you can break character whenever you want because the the take would not be would not right. be printed. It didn't, yeah, it didn't matter. So it didn't matter. I just want to clear the air on that one because a lot there's a lot of disparity because in those Golden Girls groups, they're all like, "B and Betty didn't like each other. B and Betty didn't like each other at all." And I'm like, they they were professionals. Yeah. Sure, B probably didn't like Betty, especially after what Ruth said in B's uh, eulogy. What was that? I don't remember. Oh, you haven't seen that. We're going to have to bleep this part out, kids. But Rue basically starts by saying um, saying something that B had said to her, or said to somebody else. Um, She said, I loved Rue. Betty's a... Oh? I'm going to have to definitely bleep that. We're going to bleep that. We'll bleep that. One of my my acting coaches um, told me a story about a friend of his that used to be, I think either B's assistant or chauffeur or what have you. Mm-hmm. And um, B was getting ready to leave and her phone goes off. And she goes to her phone and she picks it up and she goes, hello? Oh? Oh? Oh. I didn't mean to call Betty a C-word. She's a mega C-word. And I- hung up the phone. Oh my. So... And even B's son was like, you need, I'm trying to remember the quote that he said specifically, but he said, my mother just needed somebody to be angry at and Uh someone to be mean to. And that was Betty. That was Betty. So it's very, it's very interesting to see the human, the humanality, the the humanity of a, um, I have to ask you, I don't know if this is true. I read somewhere that one time they were doing a read through. And, like, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of, the like, jokes being made at, at Dorothy's uh-huh. expense. And B became very upset and started crying. Yeah. Yes. It's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What happened? So, as Golden Girls neared its end, B only wanted to stay on it for six seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her contract can, was only for six seasons. They got her to do a seventh. They got her to do a seventh oh, as long as it. the jokes that were landing were oh. not exclusively at be Arthur. Oh. Because her son had said to, I think, Jim Colucci, who wrote um, Secrets of the Golden Girls or, or some of that effect, um, he said, B's son, I should say, said, you're playing this character for seven years, mm-hmm. and you're the butt of the joke. Betty is not a ditz. Right. Rue is not right. a trolla. Right. Sophie is not old. And right. Whatnot. But B is tall. She has a very deep voice. Right. She has very masculine right. ways about her. Right. And those jokes were constantly like 
how long would you as an actor be able to handle that? Right. Yeah. Like, for me personally, I wouldn't want my, my shortcomings and my insecurities to be put on full display like that. Oh, me either. Fortunately, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> but that was um, that was something that actually happened. Where being uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I never thought I never thought about that because I'm wondering if, like, you know, maybe that was, you know, maybe maybe B was really, you know, as as really teased about stuff like that. She was, you know, as a girl. She was, and it would be, you know, you know, yeah. it would be it would be hard hard to hard to handle. So. Interesting. I mean, and especially when you've gone through all of that bullying as a child, because, you know, she was 5'11 in her stocking right. feet when she was right. younger. Right. And she would answer the phone, and people would be like, good evening, sir, may I speak with the woman of the house? Right. And, you know, that's that's a difficult thing to deal with. Sure. And her, her name was Bernice. Mm. B. Arthur's real name is Bernice Frankel. Mm. But they used to pronounce it Bernice. Bernice. If they wanted to make fun of her, they would pronounce oh. her name Bernice, because it sounded more like a, na- a man's Amazing. name. Yeah. So to have to go through all of that and then end up in Golden Girls, where your where your features and your body and your voice are constantly being the butt of the joke, right? It's a lot to handle. That is. So I, is. I commend her for her ability. Yeah. At the same time, like that was why she she would have only signed she signed on for season seven exclusively because huh. um, they were going to dial back the jokes. Gotcha. Because yeah, it doesn't make sense because Betty White, you know. She really, she wasn't really a ditz. She wasn't Ruma a ditz. Ruma Clanahan was, was, not, was not, not really a slut. She's not really a so, slut. Sophia was not this, you know, 80, you know, something old This crone. She wasn't this crone. Right. It was like, for them, the things that they, that their characters got made fun of weren't, you know, anything real about them. Yeah. But the things that, that B. Arthur got made fun of were things that were real about B. So that yeah. that would be that that would be uh, hard to handle. Interesting. Yep. All right. So, so the episode continues. Maud is now like upset because Walter isn't home. Carol comes into the room asking for hand lotion. Asking for hand lotion. Yes. And you know, Maud is commiserating to mm-hmm. her to her daughter like I'm so upset like why and Maud is really putting her insecurities on full display. Yes. Um it's almost midnight. Uh, yes. Carol, I think, calls Maud a child. Yes, yes. She um, refers to uh, Walter and Arthur as Laurel, Laurel and Hardy. Um, <laughs> Carol actually said to Maud, insecurity is for children. It's for children. And Maud quips back, they make it for adults now. That's right. So she hears them um, come in. And she hears them come in, and she starts frantically putting on perfume. perfume. And it's my called, god, she um, was spraying perfume all over the place. It's called Night of Love. Night of Love. So she's spraying <laughs> this Night of Love perfume all oh. over the room and all over herself. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "I saw it once in a Carol Lombard movie." Right. And she was trying to convince Clark Gable to stay with her. And who was the other person? Walter Slazak. Slazak. Oh, I don't remember. Slazak. May have been. I know. I know Slazak. I'm not sure if Walter was the first name though. Might have been. Because now I'm thinking of like all the famous Walters. Walter Pinchel. Walter Brennan. Walter Brennan. Blah, blah, blah. But, but it kept him from leaving. It kept him from leaving. So she figured if she could, if they would keep, you know, him from, you know, going to Hong Kong, she'll be able to use it to get Walter into bed. Yes. So. So Maud wants to be amorous. Walter comes upstairs saying, I'm sorry I'm late. And Maud turns to him and goes, better late than never, Clark. Yeah. And then she, she wants to apologize. She and that was actually Clark. Oh, she did? Oh, she yes, she did. She called him 
car. She did. She did. <laughs> and she wants to apologize. And actually, she had told Carol that, that she wanted to apologize for being, um, you know, so... Melodramatic. Dramatic. So Maud, in fact. So Maud. So Maud. Um, so Walter's going back and forth between the bathroom mm-hmm. and... Um, Maud is, of course, trying to be amorous and trying to... She does, yeah, she does that sexy pose on the bed. Yep. Um, and then as Walter, Walter exits, he goes... Well, he, he comes out of the ba- bathroom. He comes out of the bathroom and he's, and he's got his bathroom robe. on, yeah. And she's like, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you have the robe on? She thought, you know, he's going to be getting, you know, into bed. And, yeah. You know, things were going to... Happen. Hey, going to happen. Happen. <laughs> Night of Love perfume. I guess that's how you keep the that's man. That's how you keep the man from wearing, going to Hong Kong. <laughs> get him in. Just get him in bed. And they wear won't go him, to Hong Kong. Wear the Night of Love. Just yeah. wear the Night of Love and get them in bed. Um, so Walter gives an update on Arthur, saying, "Oh, Arthur and I are going downstairs to like they have to finish the cribbage game. Finish." I've never played. What is cribbage? I have no idea. You don't know what cribbage is either. I, when I, I hear that, when I, feel I hear it, so good that you don't know what it when is. When I hear either. it, all I, can, all I think of is that Quidditch game from 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 Harry Potter. Is it any? Is it something like that? No, at all. Fly around on a broom. Cribbage, Quidditch. I don't know. No, no, not it's not a kibitz. Kibitz. <laughs> cabbage. Garbage. I don't know. So. Um, before, before Walter leaves, um, he says, oh, wow, that, that, um, bathroom spray smells really nice. Yes. And Maud's like, that's, that's my perfume. It's called mm-hmm. Night of Love. Yeah. He goes, great. Does it come in pine? Pine, yeah. And Maud, oh, yeah. man. That, just the look of the, if looks could kill, Walter would oh, be yeah. dead on the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Walter says, no, but I could get you something. I could get pie. you something in pine. And- Oh, can I get you something in pie? And of course, she means a pine box. Yeah, <laughs> a pine box. Which, oddly enough, that's what they uh, that's what they buried Frida Claxton in. They did bury in, in a, a pine, pine box. box. Actually, they meant to bury her in the pine box, but they had being cremated. They accidentally cremated, <laughs> which worked to their benefit. Yes. Rose put it around the tree yes. and it became a landmark. Isn't it? Is, I, see how I tie all these things together? Oh, yes. I, I, you and your SAT words always my, tie things my together. Goodness, I'm like, well, today, today I'm just tying it all together. Oh, good. Oh, that's when they hear the, the, the crash. Casserole dish break. And it, Maud immediately knows that it's her ca- her favorite. Her favorite casserole. Her favorite! Have you, ever had a favorite have you ever had a favorite piece of crockery? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, you know, some, well, you know. There's certain certain things that I have, you know, that they're they're the favorite. You know, they things just come out better in those than in other things. What can I tell you? Like your favorite Dutch oven? Yeah, well, yes. Okay. I, yes. I have two. They're both red, but one is my favorite. Okay. I don't know why, but it is. I have to look forward to this in my old age. Yes. I have all of this to look forward to when I'm your age. Yes, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm here to I'm here to show you. I can just say a glimpse into the future. <laughs> down the road, pussycat. That's what's waiting right down there for you. Oh my goodness! And I gracious. hand you a Kleenex. And hand me a Kleenex. <laughs> oh, that was something else that that Arthur did. He had a quarter pound of Kleenex. Yes. His, that that. Oh, I can't tell you how many times Frank has. My husband has yelled at me for leaving Kleenex in, in, in pockets. At least it's just Kleenex. My father leaves change in his pockets. I've done that too. I can't. Uh, also, I chapstick. 
Yeah, you ruin your pants that way. I know. I see. I even you I ruin your pants yeah, even that have the way. Chapstick. You ruin your pants head. that I way. Know. I know. You don't have to tell me, pussycat. I know, but I'm going to anyway. I know. So, oh they go downstairs. God. They go downstairs because not only does Arthur break a casserole dish, but he also breaks a glass. Mm-hmm. And again, if a house guest broke anything, I would be like, great, that casserole well, dish Well, I mean, was- if it was an accident, it's an accident. You can, you know. I don't think there are any accidents when it comes to Arthur. <laughs> not when no, it comes, not when to, it comes Arthur. to Arthur. But not I'm when saying. It comes to Arthur. Accidental, sure. Yes. And then you would have to expect that your friend would be like, oh, I'll replace it. I'll right. get you a new one. Right. You can't replace me. He was one of a kind. <laughs> That's what I always do. Oh. Uh, so now, Maud is telling Walter that he's got to tell Arthur that he needs to get out. Otherwise, she's going to do oh, it. She's going to leave. And she's, she's going she's to kick him out. Right. And she's starting a countdown. I think from 15 seconds. Yes. Um, and Walter's like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's fine. It's fine. And like, back and forth. One of the things that I that I loved about this sort of uh, this sort of sitcom, you don't see it a lot today, mm-hmm. but you saw it a lot years ago mm-hmm. when actors would talk over each other. Yes, and there would like there would be a lot of juicy bits of dialogue. Yeah. in that sort of screaming over each other, mm-hmm. um, you don't see that. I don't. I haven't seen that a lot lately in, in sitcoms today. I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't watch sitcoms. I. I, I I really, I really don't. The last, I think the last sitcom that I watched occasionally was Big Bang Theory. Um, I'm not exactly a humongous fan of it. I understand what it did. I appreciate what it did, mm-hmm. but it's just not one of my favorites. Yeah, like, I, I mean, can take or leave it. I, I always thought it was. I always thought it was funny. I so. love Kaylee Cuoco. Mm-hmm. I adore Kaylee Cuoco, and I absolutely adore. Um, oh, oh my Bialik was his name. Not my. No. I mean, I, I like my Bialik. But she's she's a little she's a little problematic. Oh, I'm um, the one who plays Sheldon, not Sheldon. Not although Sheldon. I love him and his partner is gorgeous. Yes. Um, he was David in uh, Roseanne. Oh, uh, 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 Johnny Galecki. Yes. Yes. I love him to bits and pieces. Oh, okay. I would not kick him out of bed. I'm sure you wouldn't. He's... I would. I had a crush on him when I watched Roseanne. I saw this very adorable, adorable kid, and I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute, mm-hmm. cute in an offbeat way, cute yes. in a quirky offbeat way. Yes. I don't have he a type. Is. I don't I, have a type at all. Neither do I. Like hell you don't. What are you, what are you talking about? Do you not remember the last episode where you were actually saying, oh, I love that Chris Evans. Oh, I love that Chris Pine. Oh, I love that Chris Hemsworth. They all look the same. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> that means you have a type. <laughs> no, but there's many, many others that, you know. I'm oh, take, sure, many, I'd many still take others. Mark Ruffalo or, you know. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> You know, conventionally attractive male, fine. I get it. Idris Elba. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very much the like the you know the like the UN of love. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! You know, the um, UN of I want you need to put Ricky that on a Martin. Resume. I mean, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm like he's, Blanche. He's I'm, I'm, an, I'm a I'm a welcoming port. <laughs> A friendly border, a friendly border, a friendly port. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh. So the episode continues. They're downstairs. They're arguing. Um, 
And, you know, Maud finally calls out Walter. Walter goes to the closet. Yes, because he says this is the he only, way to, get the only way to get rid of them. You rub them out. You rub them out. And he starts shooting, shooting. At, well, at, at Arthur, Arthur with the gun. So Arthur, they start playing war. They start playing war. And, and Arthur grabs a, a vase and he, he, not a vase, I think it was like one a of those. A fruit bowl. A fruit bowl, yes. Fruit bowl. But puts it over his head, head like a helmet. And starts throwing lemons. Throwing hand grenades. Oh, I thought it was, was it lemons? I thought it was apples. No, he originally threw an apple. He originally oh. threw a lemon. Oh, Walter okay. said you should have thrown a Macintosh. You should have thrown a Macintosh, yes. Um, oh. So, at that point, the, the gun stalls. Yes. Yeah. They where they had the, a very, they made a very, very disparaging Asian comment. Joke, yes. Um, Walter, I believe, says, no wonder the Japanese lost the war. Right. And... Uh, Product of its time, yeah, yeah. It was the seventies. At that point, you could write anything disparaging about any group of people, and it would not be considered offensive because that was just how the FCC worked in the seventies. Mm-hmm. You could say and write as long as it wasn't sexually perverse. Yeah, you could make racist commentary. Oh, yeah. You could make sexist commentary, but God forbid you say something about sex. Oh, the bells and whistles will go off, yes. and the um. The censors will be on your ass like white on rice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a lot of opinions about the censors. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions about the FCC, especially mm-hmm. after what they did to Mae West. Mm-hmm. Poor thing nearly lost her career. Yes. So Maud, she grabs the gun. She ends up grabbing the gun and starts her own Edward G. Robinson impersonation. Which is almost saying, as bad as, as Almost Arthur's. as bad as Arthur's. Calling them dirty rats. And yeah. she's going to do to them what they did to her. Yep. And, and uh, starts firing away. And then the, the gun starts and, and working again. And Walter's... Or, and there was the, something about the poached eggs again. I forgot. Three seconds. Yes. No, uh, oh, God. No. I I know what... I know. Ah! My phone! Oh, no! Lord. My phone is going How off. dare it? Oh, please. Like, your phone hasn't gone off before. My phone isn't even in here. Because the battery ran out. It's charging. <laughs> Tacky excuses. Tacky excuses. Tacky, feeble excuses. Feeble. Oh. Um, I know there was something about the post date. But then Carol runs de- runs down. No? No, I'm trying to remember the, the chain of events. So, Maud gets the gun unclogged. Um, unjammed, says, unjammed. That's <laughs> unclogged, un- unclogged, un- unclogged, unjammed, whatever. You'd never make it on CSI. I'd never make it on CSI <laughs> ever. Oh. Um, Walter goes, "That's my girl." Maud stops and says, "Don't you? That's my girl, me." Oh, and she goes on this little tirade. Yeah. Um, basically saying, um, "Why didn't you guys involve me in anything?" I've wanted to be involved in things. There was a joke made about about the poached egg, yes. taking about three to five minutes. Yeah, and I can't for the life of me remember what I it was, know. but it was a cute was little. It was there. a cute callback to, to earlier to the, the poached episode. egg. I mean, that's typical, typical sit- formulaic for comedy. You 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 bring up something that happened early, earlier, earlier, and you laugh. Um. So Carol comes downstairs, and then she's. She just starts, this is, I mean, Maud goes, this is for the cribbage, this is for the, um, mm-hmm. 
oh god, this is for the laundry, this mm-hmm. is for the poached egg in the whirlpool. Yes, yes, that's what, that's what it, was. it was. That's what it was. And uh, Carol comes downstairs and she's like, Mother, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, again, just everyone's yelling over each other and one's saying, I don't care, I don't care, shooting at Arthur's hand. Mm-hmm. And then she just takes it because I think either Carol or Walter says, you need to stop. And Maude just frantically spins around in a circle saying, I don't want to stop! Yeah. So much for her, her being uh, anti-gun. Very much being right? anti-gun. Yeah. Again, the hypocrisy yeah. of man. Yeah, there you go. And she stops. And we finally realize what has been really going on. Mm-hmm. She admits, she admits, yeah, she admits that it. she is jealous, she's jealous. of, she's jealous of Arthur and Walter. Yeah. Have you ever called somebody a think before? A think? No. I've called, I've called a few people a think. Not a think. Uh, there have been a few choice words, but not think. <laughs> not think. Think is a clean word. Yeah. We don't use clean words yeah. in this house. I mean, I've used the C word. Me too. I've used that. Me and my girlfriend used to call each other that all the time. It's a term yes. of endearment for the two Well, yeah, for certain people. Certain yeah. people, it's a term of endearment. Some people are just like, <gasps> Yes. And meanwhile, they use it as a comma in Ireland and Scotland. They use it as what? A comma. They use it as a comma? You've, what do you mean? You've never heard that joke before when you no. use the word as a comma? No. It means you use it frequently. Oh. Okay. Like, in my household, I'll always tell somebody, we use the F word like a comma. Oh, okay. Like, you just use it it's so, so fluently and so commonly. almost like a comma. Exactly. Oh, oh, the final horse know. crosses the finish line. Oh, <laughs> the things you learn. The things you learn when you listen to God will get you for that world. Yeah, yeah. see? We're, we're, we're educational. We're, we're incredibly. Uh, yeah. The two of us. Huh? We could host our own schoolhouse rock. I know. It'll be drag house rock. Yeah, yeah. Or schoolhouse drag. Schoolhouse drag. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Oh, the things that are going through my brain. Oh, goodness gracious. I give give you way too many ideas, You do. And then you're forced to enact them. Not inaccurate. Not inaccurate. I know. Not inaccurate. I know. Um, so after Maud takes control of the gun, she relents, she does her thing, and then Arthur and Walter bring Maud to the couch, and they have this, this, yes, row of them, it's Walter, Maud, Arthur, um, actually, wasn't it, it was Arthur, Maud, Walter. I know Maud was in the middle. Maud was in the middle. Either or on the other end. Yes. She was Um, in the middle. And they're trying to explain, like, saying... How do you feel about having three-handed cribbage instead of two-handed cribbage? Can you play three-handed cribbage? And Arthur goes, "Well, you can now. You can now." And the two of them are being like, "Well, chummy," yes. and like trying to trying to carry on. Yes. And Maud turns to them both and says, "Okay, if we're if you guys are serious, mm-hmm. I just want to know one thing." Right. And she starts getting teary-eyed. Yes. And I, I love when B like puts on that fake crying. Yes. Ass. For some reason, it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> but she goes. Why don't elephants ride bicycles? Uh, and then they all laugh, and then we laugh. then we have our epilogue. Our epilogue. So our epilogue goes where Maud is. Maud and Walter are in bed. Maud and Walter are lying in bed under the covers. Walter's face is covered by the newspaper. By the newspaper. Mm. Maud is reading a book, mm-hmm. and she's Maud is very happy. She's content. Yes. Arthur is out of the house. They were able to put their differences aside. Mm-hmm. She's going on this beautiful monologue about the beauty of marriage and the beauty of the friendship that all of them have. Mm-hmm. And Walter is snoring his head off. And he starts snoring. Yep. And that's how the episode ends. Yep. Ha! Huh. 
Well, we thank you for joining us on this enigmatic episode. I'm worn out. Of God will catch you for that, Walter. I'm worn out. <laughs> if you would like to continue to follow us, you can on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook at God will catch you for that, Walter. On Instagram at Finley's Friendly Appliances. Uh, you can also follow me. Uh, at that Tomcat, you can also follow Tony Homeperm at TonyHomeperm.com. That's Tony with an I. And of course, they can always email us. At yes, and you can email us at Findlay's Friendly Appliances. At gmail. At gmail.com. That's right. Whew. All right. Well, we will be see- Yep. You will be hearing us oh, soon yes. on another episode of God'll Catch You for That Walter. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Good night.